Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I will be diving into the fascinating world of Arctic animals. Some of the most interesting animals live in the Arctic. Not only do these animals often have the most beautiful white coats, but they also have incredible adaptations as well. In today's episode, I'll talk about the different adaptations of Arctic animals. So the first adaptation I'm going to talk about is thick, multi-layered coats. An example of an animal that has this adaptation are arctic wolves. Now, if you haven't seen an arctic wolf before, they are some of the most beautiful animals on earth. They have this wonderful white, thick coat. And the secret behind that coat is it is multi-layered and it serves as the perfect way to keep warmth in and cold out. An animal who kind of looks similar to the arctic wolf is an arctic fox. Obviously, they are very different in size and many, many other things. But something unique about the arctic fox that I find very, very interesting is that they have fur that changes colors depending on the season. Another animal that possesses this trait is the arctic hare. In the winter... Snow is covering the ground of the Arctic, and both of these animals, both the Arctic hare and the Arctic fox, have a white coat. But when it comes to summertime, some of that snow starts to melt away. Things become a little bit more brown as the ground starts to show. So, to adapt and be able to camouflage with the ground, these animals will shed their winter fur and grow summer fur, which is brown. So I think it's really, really interesting how these animals have adapted to account for the different changes in season. This adaptation gives these animals the ability to camouflage with their surroundings so that predators can't see them. Now the Arctic hare is a very, very interesting creature. I found that not only have they adapted to change the color of their fur to account for each of the seasons, they also have a low surface area to volume ratio, which allows them to have the least amount of skin or fur exposed to the ground, which is the coldest part. And also, they have adapted to live in groups for the winter so that they can have like little cuddle circles and this allows them to be able to keep warm during the winter. And another adaptation of the arctic hare is that they live underground during the winter and what this does is the snow on top of the ground is very very cold. That's why the surface area to volume ratio is very important. But the ground underneath the snow and underneath the top layer of soil is actually a very warm place in the Arctic. So Arctic hares have learned this information and adapted to it by living underground in little burrows during the winter. So I find that really, really interesting. The Arctic hare is one of the most 
adapted animals to this environment. Another animal that is very well adapted to the environment is the snowy owl. These guys have a keen sense of smell and can smell prey that is underneath the snow. That is crazy. When you think about comparing your smell as a human to that of an owl, a snowy owl specifically, it's crazy to think that they can smell things that are underneath the snow when they are flying in the air. It's just so hard to imagine how advanced, how perfectly structured their nose has to be to be able to smell such obscure scents. And not only that, but the snowy owl also has great eyesight. These guys usually hunt by using their senses to their full advantage. They will smell the area and look through the snow to see what scent matches with their sight. And if they can see something or smell something that is just underneath the snow, they'll dive down and grab it with their feet. And this is a very, very cool sight to see. I've seen it in only documentaries, but if I could see it in real life someday, that would be amazing because these guys are really, really interesting. Um, they hunt so uniquely. And it is perfectly, perfectly adapted to their environment. The next adaptation I'm going to talk about is pretty common for many arctic animals. And this is layers of body fat. So animals with this adaptation include walrus, seals, orcas, belugas, and many, many more. This adaptation allows animals, especially animals that reside in the water, to keep warm. If you think about the Arctic, we think about how cold it must be on land. It is even colder in the water. So these animals have to have layers and layers of body fat to be able to keep warm, especially during the winter. And on land, there are different adaptations to help animals keep warm. While some animals do have many, many layers of fur to keep them warm, Others have a behavioral adaptation of seasonal migration between feeding and breeding areas. For example, the musk ox uses this adaptation to avoid the coldest parts of the Arctic during the coldest parts of the year. Now, this is a great strategy for animals who don't really have the physical adaptations needed to survive in one place in the Arctic. So, you can assume that other animals use it too, but not in the same way. Lots of Arctic animals hibernate during the coldest months of the year, including the Arctic woolly bear moth. These guys cocoon up and hibernate during the coldest months of the year, and then they eventually get out of their cocoon when it gets a little warmer. For the animals that do stick around in the Arctic, however, they need physical adaptations that will help them 
during the coldest months of the year. And for the lemming, this entails having small extremities, such as small ears and noses. When living in cold places, humans tend to put on mittens or hats, and this is basically protecting our extremities from the cold. Our fingers, our ears, our noses, we use different clothing items to help keep those areas warm. The lemming, however, doesn't need to do that because they have very small extremities and their fur and the small extremities keep themselves warm enough. Another animal I want to talk about that has a very interesting adaptation is the Arctic tern. Now, these guys are probably famous for being very divey. I think a lot of Arctic researchers have a hard time studying these guys because they are very protective over their babies, and they will dive down and peck. <laughs> that is what they're famous for, but a really cool unknown fact about these guys is that they have very high metabolic rates. This helps them keep warm, and another really cool fact about these guys, while I was researching different animals in the Arctic that have cool adaptations, I discovered the Arctic tern flies from the Arctic to the Antarctic every year. That is just crazy to me because it's just so hard to comprehend how much traveling these guys have to do to go from the Arctic to the Antarctic, the top of the world to the bottom of the world, every year. And now I am going to talk about the last animal of this episode, which are female wolverines. Now I say female specifically because one really cool thing about wolverines are that females can delay implantation of embryos for spring. This allows them to be able to give birth at a good time in the year so that the babies can grow up in a slightly warmer environment than the winter. I think this is really, really interesting because it's incredible to think about how these adaptations came about because you know it had to be hundreds and hundreds of years of different traits being passed down to be able to have this skill. And I wonder how long it really took to be able to gain this skill. Now that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please follow the podcast. Check out my blog at daretodreamgreen.com and follow my Instagram at dreamgreenteens and gracegonegreen. Until next time, don't forget to dream green. Bye!